0: Welcome to Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by JMB Financial Advisors.
1: Hello and welcome into Seder Stories. My name is Elijah Gonzalez and hosting our first virtual podcast of the 2019-2020 season. And we're joined by Director of Athletics, Marcus Blossom. Marcus, we thank you uh, for taking time out to uh to be able to talk with us this is your second appearance but the first virtual appearance i guess you could say on uh, on Sater stories
0: it is it is uh, elijah thanks for having me and i hope you and your family and all your loved ones are are safe and well and healthy during this uh, this environment we're in today
1: and we wish all you and and all of you out there listening uh the same safety as well so marcus i, I want to start with obviously what we're going through right now and uh COVID-19, something that has kind of taken the world by storm and especially uh, the field of college athletics. What was this process like for you from your point of view when COVID-19 really started to make an impact uh, right away?
0: You know, we, we, we knew it was going to have an impact on uh, our sports environment. It, it all moved really, really quickly as to the level of impact it had. I was involved in in meetings with various people across campus. And I, I think it moved from, um, from just look out for this and make sure you know, you're decent distance from each other and, and your hands are clean and you're not touching your face to, to potentially playing without fans to potentially, before playing without fans, potentially playing with a smaller number of fans um, to playing without fans to, to not playing. I mean it, it went that fast and you know and it was you know obviously for the better as you started as we started to get more information about the virus and, and how it was transmitted and, and how contagious it was and, and you know overall the, the, the health and safety of not just our student athletes but the entire campus community quickly rose to the forefront after we received as much information as possible and as you know, certain decisions were made um, right after that.
1: And you talked a little bit about those decisions. Walk us through that day when the decision was made to cancel sports. I know you talked about all, all the information that you guys got, um, but what was that that kind of day like in, in the process leading up to that decision?
0: Well, I mean, it was. Uh, I was involved in, in several meetings probably a week or so prior to the decision where we were just, you know, talking about um, – the virus and the impact on, on campus, and, and how it was transmitted, and you know, I was really, in hindsight, it, it doesn't make sense, but I was really trying to protect the the, the spring sports, you know, students um, experience as much as possible. I, I had no idea that we were going to end up going in that direction. You know, there was talks about um, the campus going. Uh, online and all the students going home and not returning. And I said, "What do you mean not returning? <laughs> you know, what, what, what about our, our our spring sports?" So I so at one point, the spring sports were going to be an exception. And then we had various you know league meetings with with the A B S and the Patriot League, and we were hearing what was going on uh, as well in the Ivy League. And as more information started to come in. You know, we started to say, you know what, we don't think the spring sports is viable. We we were looking at how they were going to be transported, where the buses going to be clean, where the hotels going to be free of the virus. Um, a couple of our teams had to to fly, um, I think, to the D.C. area, so you know, the planes weren't considered safe. So at that point, we said, you know, we can't really we can't really play. Some teams, I talked to some other ADs in the conference, they were talking about coming up to play us, and I'm talking about a decent distance, driving distance, maybe five hours, coming up to play us, no hotel to avoid hotels, play and then drive back. You know, as we started to put the student athlete experience at the forefront, we just didn't think that was a division one experience. And then we moved from the spring sports you know under the 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 guidance of of, of health and safety uh, but we were really trying to hold on at that point to the completion of the winter sports and i think it was march 11th when the nba uh, came out with a, a covid case and they suspended their season and that just sent, sent shockwaves through the the sports community and i think we we ended up canceling the winter sport uh, Patriot League tournaments, and, and obviously we were hosting the um, NCAA Division One Men's Hockey Regional at the BCU Center too. That got canceled. Uh, we canceled the the winter sport act, you know activities, and then shortly after, the NCAA canceled all of their winter and spring sports. So it was just all a, a huge whirlwind that happened so quickly.
1: Yeah, and that was definitely a day for student athletes where, like you said, things were changing just so quickly, um, and especially for the staff as well. And, you know, for you now with this adjustment period where everything has has been taken to a virtual level, what's a typical day like for you in the, in this new normal that that we have so far with, with COVID-19 becoming um, such a, a precedent around the
0: world? Well, you, you spoke on the, the virtualness of it. With your home office, where your office being at home, you're basically working all day. So I, I wake up and probably start virtual meetings around eight o'clock, either you know, video conferences or, or or phone calls around eight o'clock. And since your computer is handy, you go until you know it's 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 time to go to bed for the most part. So you know, I probably participate on you know maybe four or five uh, video meetings during the day where I'm meeting with our senior staff, <laughs> our head coaches, um, other committees across campus. Uh, obviously, you may touch on this later on. I'm, I'm talking to some coaching candidates because we have a couple um, open positions open. So I'm, I'm busy all day um, from, from 8 a.m. to basically 9 p.m. simply because, you know, my, my work office is right here. So there's no need to, to get up and leave.
1: Yeah, and you talked about, you know, the the coaching openings that we do have here at Holy Cross, uh, including women's basketball and women's soccer. What's that process been like? And, and a little bit about kind of, you know, that process in the sense of doing those meetings virtually and, and having to do that coaching search with without getting um, some of these candidates to campus?
0: Yeah, we actually have four um, head uh, coaching positions open right now. We have a you know, women's basketball uh, position women's soccer we have a baseball position we have an interim coach in baseball and we also have a vacancy or interim coach in our women's rowing program so we have a lot of work to do when it comes to to hiring but the process has been you know as you mentioned all virtual so you really um, because of the virtual nature, really trying to dive into the candidates, trying to get as much information as you can on them um, from talking to various coaches in the industry. Um, I spent a lot of time, uh, specifically on the basketball standpoint, watching a lot of game film just to see what what different coaches do on the court, uh, how they interact with their play, with their players, um, how their players respond to them. Um, so research, game film. And obviously, from the from the interaction standpoint, you know I've had phone calls and video um, video interviews, and, I, and I've actually had my first, as I was mentioning to you earlier, my first social distance face-to-face interview, where I met a candidate outside, and we said, We actually went further than six feet apart. We actually sat around ten to twelve feet apart, and had a, a good conversation. Didn't touch anything. Got in my car and, and went home. So. I just felt that, um, you know, for some of these positions, I really wasn't comfortable. You, you really can't replace that face-to-face interaction. Um, so I, I felt that was valuable uh, in order
1: to do that. Absolutely. And that's, uh, that's definitely a little bit of a different experience, uh, to say the least. Um, you know, obviously, the whole reason that, you know, we're in college athletics is for these student-athletes. And right now, obviously, it's tough to, to not be able to be on campus and, and see those student-athletes uh, all around. But as a department, what are kind of the things that are being accomplished and, and continuing to be worked on so that when these student-athletes come back to campus, we're prepared for, for what's next?
0: Well, from an administrative standpoint, we're still technically doing what we we do. We're doing a lot of uh, strategic planning. We're, we're having um, – performance evaluation meetings with our, our coaches um, that you know obviously all of our teams have finished uh, their competition season so we're we're evaluating we're planning uh, we're setting up um, some things for the fall from a facility standpoint uh, we're also getting our, our budgets in place to, for for competition next academic year so we're we're very very busy our marketing staff is, is working on they're working on marketing plans and um, from, from paper marketing to video to graphics. We're just getting really, really ramped up uh, for next year and at the same time um, putting a bow on uh, this past year. So it really hasn't really stopped for us. We're as busy as, we, as, as we've ever been.
1: And obviously moving forward, there's plenty of high school students that are now going to move to the college level. And, and what's going to be that, how does recruiting kind of move forward from here with obviously not being able to bring students on tours and, and have that, you know, interface, face-to-face interaction. What's, how does recruiting just kind of move forward in that capacity?
0: Well, I think the, um, the coaches that have already brought uh, some of these student athletes on campus have a leg up. So if a kid has already been on campus, then they're just working on that relationship for the most part. Um, if they have not been on campus, you're, I mean, you're obviously sending, sending them pictures and, you know, there's a lot of things you can, you can find out about the campus online. Uh, but from, from my uh, interaction with the coaches, they're doing a lot of studying. They're, they're really getting the, uh, the opportunity to to dive into these recruits. Um, this time is, is allowing them to be more thorough in their evaluation. So they're evaluating recruits and, and really, um, you know, diving into, you know, everything about them. Um, there's a, obviously a dead period that I think the NCAA has, has um, expanded through some point in May. So recruits can't travel, as you, as you mentioned. Um, but the, there is an April 15th signing period for, for some of our sports where we're, we are allowed to sign a few student-athletes after that deadline. So I, I anticipate us still signing a few student-athletes Uh, on or shortly after April 15th.
1: And obviously the NCAA did make a ruling uh, that – students who had their spring sport eligibility would be able uh, to to have that year back uh, and and use that year. However, Holy Cross, um, you know, will not be having students come back for for that year of eligibility. Talk a little bit about that decision that was made by Holy Cross to not extend uh, the four-year eligibility period uh, for the spring student-athletes.
0: Well, obviously, we, um, you know, it was really, really unfortunate that our spring student-athletes, could not uh, finish their season. <clears throat> Most of us that were were student athletes. I mean, we would do anything to go back and play just just one more game, um, let alone having the majority of your season canceled. But as we looked at it, there were certain things that you know came into play for us. For, for one, if you look at the you know the the broader picture, uh, from my standpoint, this this became. Bigger than than college athletics in general, and, and obviously bigger than than one or two two sports. You look at how the world is affected by this. You know, people are dying. Um, you know, the financial markets, not just in the United States, are are, are really really hindered. Uh, people are are losing jobs. It's just a really really tough time. And and you know, oftentimes when when times are that tough you can't go back and, and fix a certain situation. Um, we're, we are part of the world, although um, sometimes when you're, when you're a student athlete, it seems like you're living in a society where you're, you're, you're not affected by everything else, but we are part of a world that is, is grossly affected by this, this horrible crisis, and, and the college is affected by it. Most people know we, we've had to return uh, room and board, uh, which which has a, a significant financial hit on the college, uh, obviously with the financial markets being uh, being down, that has a, a severe effect on not just Holy Cross's endowment, but endowments across the country. So there's a, a huge financial component to it. So I just felt, with Holy Cross being a four year institution, that it really didn't work for us for us for an academic standpoint. and a a financial standpoint, if you look at it academically, our seniors would have to withdraw from college right now, not graduate, withdraw to come back and play a sport next year. I didn't feel like that was was in their best interest academically for their future moving forward. And the freshmen, sophomores, and juniors would have to alter their entire four-year academic plan to accommodate another year of athletics, and, and that's just not what our academic plan is is based on. There's impact on dorms and, and, and a lot of other infrastructure pieces um, that affect the colleges as well. The one advantage is um, we don't have graduate school, so these spring sports, although we're not allowing the, the extra year of eligibility, they could go to graduate school somewhere else and compete, which I think is extremely valuable. Um, so. I'm happy that I think there's a, probably a few of our spring sports student athletes that would take advantage and actually get an advanced degree and play the sport that they love for an additional year.
1: And you talked a little bit about, you know, the struggles that people are going through right now, not only, you know, in college athletics, but really all around the world. What are maybe some challenges moving forward? And for Holy Cross, you know, how can this make us stronger in a way as well?
0: You know, I I included this part on a video to the student athletes, you know, I I would hope that it makes our student athletes really appreciate what they have more. Um, If you looked at this, the spring sports, you know, they had their season just really wiped out from underneath them. So, you know, my hope is that they appreciate the moment and, and, and don't take anything for granted. Nothing is promised. Being a a Division I student-athlete is an extreme privilege. So take advantage of it. Come to practice. Give it your all every day. Um, Have fun. Laugh. Build valuable relationships um, with your teammates and your coaches and enjoy it because, you know, not only, you know, does it only last four years, um, but as as we've seen what happened this year, it could be gone in an instant.
1: Well, Marcus, we thank you very much for, for taking the time out today to, uh, to talk with us here on Seder Stories and join us uh, on the podcast. And one little lighter note, a quick note, any, any new shows, any new hobbies you picked up a little bit since you had so much time at home? I know we talked about it being such a work environment now, but uh, any, any new shows or anything that, uh, that have kind of piqued your interest as well?
0: Uh, I'm not a show guy. I, I've tried to watch a couple here and there. Um, I watch the, the the worst part about this from an entertainment standpoint for me is I watch mostly sports and <laughs> there's i don 't like watching sports old sports that where I already know the outcome that is just not of interest to me, although um, the one exception is I did get a chance to watch the second half of the Bull's next game, I think Michael Jordan's return to the Garden where he scored fifty five points. It was on NBA TV i I enjoyed that. That's the only old game that I've watched during this um, work from home environment. I've tried a couple shows and I, I just you know I, I just can't get into it too much um, I've tried i think I think it's called Little Fires Everywhere, okay. It's on Netflix with Reese Weatherspoon and Carrie Washington. Uh, pretty good. I get annoyed at some of the the actors and actresses in, in these shows. And my wife always tells me, it, it's a show. It's not supposed to be like real life. <laughs> you know? So, so I, I watched that. And I've watched um, a couple episodes of a show called, called Rectify. And I think... The other show was called, I think, All American. It's about a a football high school student in Crenshaw that left Crenshaw to to play on the Beverly Hills high school football team. So oh, pretty interesting. So that's my my live uh, live sport entertainment. and was that show.
1: Yeah. I've seen all American and that's, uh, that's definitely right now. Got to be our, our, our really our live sport entertainment. Like you said, I mean, that's, that's what we, what we've got to use. But uh, again, again, Marcus, we really appreciate you coming on uh, and talking to us here on Seder stories. And um, you know, I know that from all of us at Holy Cross, we thank you for all your hard work uh, that you've done, especially during this uh, this time as well.
0: You know, thanks. Thanks Elijah for having me. You know, I I tell our staff, you know, we're going to use this time to get better. We're going to, make sure we, we come back in the fall as a, as a better athletic department, really, really uh, ready and geared up to provide our student-athletes with the best experience possible um, this upcoming year. So we're not going to let this time just pass without us doing some things that, that can make us better and putting us in position to be successful.
1: That's Marcus Blossom, Director of Athletics here at the College of the Holy Cross. Well, that'll do it for Seder Stories. We'll catch you next time on our next edition of Seder Stories. This episode of Seder Stories is brought to you by It's more than just a story from Big Y. Hi, I'm Andrea Latrell, one of the registered dietitians for Big Y's Living While Eating Smart program. We're able to meet our shoppers, you know, when they're ready to make change, and we're able to provide those easy steps that make big differences. Food is meant to be enjoyed, and that's always part of our education. You need to enjoy what you're eating, and we're here to help you do that. It's good health. It's more than food, it's my big why.
0: Hello, Crusaders fans. The print shop at Masterminds is proud to be the official screen printing and embroidery specialist of Holy Cross Athletics. Get your team a business logo on apparel and hats with embroidery or screen printing from a huge selection of athletic, high vis, and workwear clothing options and vinyl banners, too. We'll quickly and easily help you leave your team's or business's mark on the world. Visit Masterminds.com today. That's Masterminds.com. Masterminds, since 1961. Go, Crusaders!
1: You're busy, we get that. At UMass Memorial Healthcare, we know the last thing you need to worry about is making your next doctor's appointment. So we've made that process even easier. Now you can visit us online at umassmemorial.org appointment to find a doctor and schedule an appointment all from the comfort of anywhere. Choose 24 seven access to a growing list of primary care physicians and specialists at umassmemorial.org appointment or give us a call during business hours at 855 UMassMD. Schedule your care from anywhere today.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross Athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!